0: Hey, welcome to the Matt and Diz Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. Hey, on today's episode, I had an opportunity to interview one of my good friends, Keith Ferrante. Keith Ferrante is a prophet out of the Mission Church here in Vacaville and uh, has an amazing, amazing school called Emerging Prophets. And I had the opportunity to sit down with him a while back here and we had a conversation about the prophetic and emerging prophets, how to begin to discover if you're an emerging prophet and what healthy prophecy and prophets look
1: like. Yes, I, I just so appreciate Keith and and his heart for prophets, for the church. Come on. Um, you know, one thing I appreciate about Keith, <laughs> and if you have been in any of his services where he's ministered, you would know this. I appreciate the fact that he is not afraid <laughs> of offending the religious spirit. Oh, and I yes. and I, I I'm not trying to be funny. I really do honestly appreciate that. You know, one of our recent <laughs> experiences in a service that we were we were at with Keith when he was ministering was an experience of him throwing bagels at us. And if any of you guys know the testi- yes. testimony behind that, you would understand the power of it. And it sounds really funny, but I'm going to tell you, we felt the power of God hit us so hard and he prophesied over us, you know, after that. And it was, it was amazing. I just love his heart. And he brings breakthrough. Part of him, right. offending
0: the wisdom he brings breakthrough. But it was so cool. After he threw the bagel, he gave context from the word. He yes. always has scripture, which he's a wordsmith. Which I love.
1: Yes, love Keith. You guys are going to enjoy this episode. So let's go ahead and get into this episode with Keith Ferrante. You
0: are now rocking with Matt and Dez. Let's go. Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries,
2: a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's
1: get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience.
0: Hello, hello. How you guys doing? I'm your host, Matthew Gonzalez. We're so excited you would join us. It's going to be an amazing, amazing episode. I have my good friend, Keith Ferrante right here, and I'm going to introduce him in just a moment. Hey, can you do us a favor real quick? Would you begin to share this on your social media platforms so we can expand our audience and uh, get this show out and hopefully bless some other people? And uh, it is our passion to see the prophetic gifts transform the world around us and lead people in encounter with Jesus. And on on this show, we get to invite our great friends who are going to begin to share their testimonies, their journey, and how the prophetic is actually transforming the world around them. So as we begin this journey, we're going to ask some questions, go on to discovery and uh, I'm really, really excited today about our guest, Keith Franti. I've known Keith for a while now and uh, just become a great friend. Keith is a prophet. He's actually training prophets. We're going to be talking about that in just a few minutes. And it's so amazing how he's training these different prophets and those who are called to uh, the office of a prophet, Ephesians 4. And so uh, we're going to get into this right now. So Keith, I'm stirred because I can't wait to talk about some of the questions and just kind of go on a little discovery and journey and those who might be watching, those who may actually feel like they are called to be a prophet, but don't really know how that's developed and Mm. and how they can get connected. And you're doing some amazing things right now. You have the Emerging School of uh, Prophets, which Mm -hmm. is just taking off and just hearing the testimonies of people who are being transformed by that, which is amazing. So just for those who are watching, maybe it's our first time being exposed to Keith Ferrante and, and getting to know you. Uh, tell us a little about what you do, who you are.
2: Keith Ferrante. I'm based out of the mission here in Vacaville, which is now where, yes. where Matt resides. So we're, we're getting to have some fun together, getting to hang out a little more. And uh, been here 10 years, been <clears throat> on staff, pastored a church for 10 years before yep. that. So had a lot of pastoral ministry, and but was trained by uh, prophets for those these last 20 years. The Lord brought people like Chris Valentin and on. Dan McCollum and Martin Scott and Donna Christine Potter and just a variety of prophets and apostles in our movement. And I have really enjoyed, you know, uh, about probably about four years ago, Dano, you know, I've been working on staff here and Dano's like, Keith, we, it's really time for you to start building something that has your mark on it. You've served the house well. And um, so and he felt like training prophets was really the best you know, encompassing of everything that I am. So at uh, first I'm like, really, that doesn't sound, you know, that exciting. And, you know, cause no one really doing it that I know of, I mean, you have like your week long schools, but we do like nine month schools. Yeah. And then we do um, online. We have online schools and, you know, a bunch of other stuff and, um, and campuses and other places. So we started it three or four years ago and it really is. I'm now like, wow, this is awesome. Lord, this is really your heart. Come on. And, you know, I and it's almost like getting the revelation of why I was trained by prophets for so many years. Sometimes you're like, How, you know, some people are like, How did you get access to all those people? I wasn't looking for them, but I think it was God's blueprint because it would give me some different impartations into the and so the prophet in me is made up of a bunch of different prophets, That's you know, good. and so it kind of creates a unique, we're each a unique a prophet, you know, but it's, it's all the different fathers and mothers who've spoken in my life and, and the Lord himself and all that, all that stuff. But then it's like, um, you know, so I've, I've just enjoyed going on this journey now. I just love training prophets, and, you know, that's what we're doing and getting ready to launch a school for, um, you know, we can get it into people's hands. You want to run a, you know, a home group or a a school to train prophets? It'll be like blow by blow. Just here's how to do it. So,
0: so how did your journey into the prophetic
2: start? My journey, I mean, I grew up with a grandfather that was a prophet, kind of an old school style, you know, people yeah. didn't repent, they died, kind of prophet. <laughs> yes. But signs and wonders happen and, and there was a lot of good stuff, you know. Of course that's that's not God, by the way. I I, I learned when I met Chris Valatin. Mm-hmm. I had just I had just prayed for someone, witnessed to them, told them they needed to serve the Lord. They didn't respond. They died the next day. And oh, wow. I, I wasn't like decreeing anything. Yeah. They just died in a car accident. I'm like That's validation that you're not. And then I was met Chris, you know, about early 2000 or 1999, somewhere like that. He's like, that's the wrong spirit. (laughs) So, you know, it's what Jesus told his disciples, you know. Wow. When they were uh, trying to call it on fire, you know. That's yeah. so I, I got on this journey into the prophet. I had a grandfather like I said, but I wasn't operating in the prophetic myself. I didn't I I probably wouldn't say I'd ever really heard the voice of God for myself, maybe one time. I spoke in tongues at yeah. a young age, yeah. seven years old. I was fervent, witnessed all that stuff, but wow. I hadn't like kinda like Samuel, you know, he's ministering in front of the ark at twelve yeah. years old, but he didn't know the voice of God. Yeah. I didn't know the voice. So it wasn't awakened until I got around the prophets. I mean, wow. literally um, you know, Chris Valentin was probably our first prophet. One of our first, I think there was Deborah Crone, Chris Vallotton and Wendell McGowan, right? All within the same kind of months. And Chris, you know, he just put his hand on me, yeah. me and my wife in, in this cabin. We were all staying in and he just read our mail. And I'm like, oh, my word, that was so cool. It was just talking about people in our church, specifically this person, that uh, person, stuff in our life. And then I met Wendell, who's a fiery prophet who's been a uh-huh. father for like 20 years. And he's like, he's prophesying a bunch of stuff. He could say, you know, you're, you're, he, I was resistant. I'm like, oh, I'm not so sure about this. But he could just go right through that. He blew on my stomach, you know. And that night I had my first angelic encounter. Literally wow. in my, my bedroom, my wife and I, in sleeping, there was a, a wind that started blowing in the room. Wow. And I woke up, sat up, and I started prophesying. And my wife wakes up. Your prophesying. And I went back to Wendell the next day. What happened? And you know, he's and 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 he's you know interpreted. He became one of my mentors. So that kind of started it. I I started going on this journey with prophets. I'd meet Chris every couple of months. Go see him for ten years. He did a lot of prophetic, basically prophetic consulting. What I do now. Yeah. I just kind of like you know, we just met with them, and we'd be like, he'd be like, how are you doing, Keep, Oh, I'm great. Winning people for Jesus. And and then he'd go, well, oh, what about this? And he'd like. Go to something that I would never want yeah. to talk about. Uh, and he just started, that was that prophet going down to the yeah. root. And so That's the Lord sort sure of bringing these different kinds of prophets in. I love it. It was almost like I was just getting immersed in it, but I didn't really have prophet language. Yeah. We were really a part of a nonprofit denomination. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you had a couple prophets, but they were never going to be anyone you knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and they were going to be scary, like David Wilkerson style, you know, like judgment coming. And and we honor those guys for what they carried back there. But it's like there's
0: God's shown us some things he's looking for today, you know. So your first encounters was around a company of prophets, Deborah, Chris, and Window, which I, I know all of them. And that's good company. Yeah. That That yep. is some great uh, company. Wow. And so um, I ha- I'm just having some other questions. I'm, I'm kind of, I feel like we're going to go after because I think it's going to be really, really good. So uh, for those who may be watching, who maybe come from a church background or maybe they don't understand what's a prophet. Can you kind of lay a foundation? What is a prophet? How is someone called to be a prophet? Well, I
2: mean, I, I love doing that. My school, my journey is really all about in, in our schools. We just like. If you're strongly prophetic, you see stuff in the spirit, you prophesy, you're, you you may not know you're a prophet. You know, maybe you've thought you've heard from the Lord or someone else told you you were. you're trying to figure it out. I'm like, just go on a journey with us, you know, because I think we have in our mind what a prophet is. Is they're like a big time speaker, world renowned, Chris and Patricia King, James Gall, I mean, people in your, whatever, my, you know. Maybe Mario Murillo, yeah. those kind yeah. of guys, prophet evangelists. And so it's like, we're like, well, I can never be one or yeah. there's no one in the region like that. And so my whole thing is there, you know, there's companies of prophets. And I and I, and I I believe yeah. it's, you know, it was the unknown prophet that was, you know, Elisha took and said, here's a word for Jehu, the commander. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't Elijah. It wasn't a lot, you know, Elisha that took out Jezebel. It was his unknown prophet that anointed Jehu. Who finally ended the that's curse good. over the land, and so I have this whole thing. It's like we we need to really embrace the emerging prophets. I have that's a book good. called "Embracing the Emerging Prophets," and it's really about there are a bunch of unknowns. Wow. They're known. I mean, he was unknown by Elisha, or he was yeah. known by Elisha. He was known by Jehu. Jehu knew generally, you know, that that who, he's one of the prophet guys, yeah. you know. And I think that's important. We 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 need to be yeah. known. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily agree fully with the we're the nameless, faceless. Yeah, it's more like. We have a name. We have a face. We may not be famous yeah. in the eyes of the world, but yeah. we're we're known. We're healthy. We can have the word of the Lord put into our mouth. Like a, and That's where I started going. We can train prophets because Elisha could put into the mouth of this unknown prophet the word that he's supposed to give. Yeah. He goes to Jehu, the commander. He doesn't just give him what Elisha gives. He gives him more. You see yeah. that he expands on it. Yeah. So I'm like, that's I started, you know, we started down this journey. And so I believe like... Some people think, well, a prophet is just like an inspired speaker. That's one definition in the Bible. I believe a prophet is someone that actually hears from God. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 have an encounter with God. In the New Covenant, you know, Ephesians 4, they, yep. they're there to equip the saints. Yep. What does that look like? They don't have to be a teacher. So we yeah. go through a whole thing of, if you're a prophet in the New Covenant, which is, you know, Jesus died and rose again, we're, we're now in this New Covenant. So prophets have a different... Mandate Then prophets from the Old Testament, from yeah. how they operated then. You know, so we go through this whole thing to kind of help people figure out. That's am good. I a prophet? how You know, am I called? You know, there's a difference between calling an office. Yep. Being called is the start of the journey. Being yeah. in the office is That's when so people good. and leaders and God says, boom, now you're ready for the place of influence yeah. I called you to be in. Yeah. Whether that influence is actually one person, because like Nathan was a prophet in the yep. Old Testament. His 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 metron so or his assignment was King David. That was yeah. it? Yep. Then you got some preaching guys. But a lot of the guys in the Bible is like Elijah, Elisha. They didn't preach a sermon. Yeah. So as long as we're thinking prophets have got to preach sermons, it's like they were demonstration prophets. That's they were, good. So just kind of, I think for me, it's like there's, there's this grid we need to receive. It's like there's a lot That's of prophets. So they may not fit into our public speaking view of it. They still are equipping people, but it may be more from their life. Watching yeah. how they demonstrate, how they walk with God, the yeah. prophetic act of their life, the prophetic acts they yeah. do, you know. So,
0: It's interesting. Cause even you were, step back, just so you get shared encounter about Window being around that group, a company of prophets, Deborah, Chris, and then and Window. And so, what's interesting is that you even see that biblically when Saul got around the prophets, mm-hmm. there was the atmosphere that was created for an encounter. It's almost yeah. like that encounter happened because you were around these. Uh, just profits. And so it was like an entry point for you. And so I, I just think that's amazing, just thinking about that. So you uh, were saying kind of how uh, there's a difference between the call and actually, uh, what was it? The, the language. office. The so office. office. So the call, would that be more of the emerging part? Would you say, is that kind of the emerging? Well, it's like I would say it's like many are called, few are chosen. I use that analogy.
2: I mean, God wants every one of us to get into the office, but there is a difference between the called and those that walk the journey to get healthy, the em- to merge to be seen in that place of office. The office is your metron, which is your, the people you're called to reach where it is. Maybe it's a nation. Maybe it's the business world. Maybe it's the church, wherever it is. Maybe it's an individual. Maybe it's behind the scenes to government leaders. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is, maybe, you know, just like we believe you can be a pastor of a church of 50. I think there can be prophets that have a small influence. Mm. Like it's, it's like they're faithful with that, you know, that it's great. Yeah. It, it, it's it's not small, but it's the metro yeah. may not be the nation yeah. or Tr- President Trump or whoever, it might be your local mayor. That's good. Which is where I started. I started with a town of 6,000 people. I didn't I wouldn't have called myself a prophet back then, but I had some other people starting to call me a prophet. That's the, that's the calling where you know you're in the calling. People are starting to call at you, but you're not, you know, like I'm. Like when you're in the office, God sees you're healthy. Your 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 gifting is ready, and yeah. you have new covenant foundations that are really good. See, so yep. I have three grids that we really train our prophets in. What does health look like? It's kind of like Joseph. He's called at 17. He's got a dream. It's kind of more of a um. It's it's more of a covert dream. It's not necessarily yeah. like I have called you to be a prophet, but he's like this dream. He he knows he's got a leadership calling. Yeah. He tells his brothers. We know the story. He goes down into the pit. So he needs to learn sensitivity. Then he's got to learn to resist Potiphar's wife. That's the second yep. training. He's got to learn how to be faithful with the gift in the prison when he has restriction. So good. And then he gets to the palace and the palace is the office place. He's wow. now being welcomed into his main season of life of building what is inside of him, you know, through his administration gift, through his prophetic gift, his dream interpretation gift. So I'm like the cold place is 17 years old. The emerging is 17 to 30. Yeah getting healthy and some people it's like they might be 17 to 50 and they never get there like how come i'm not received well you never figured out you're gonna this you got to get past the Potiphar's wife stage <laughs> you got to resist the enemy you got to stay in faithful to the lord you gotta you know you got to be faithful with your gift when you're in restriction when you're in the prison where you don't have all this freedom you know all these yeah. things are important you got to learn to be sensitive you can't be yeah. the joseph like hey I'm the man of God. And you're yeah. wondering how come no one's receiving you. There's sensitivity issues. Yeah. So that's the emerging part. Yeah. And that's what I'm always going after with our emerging prophets. It's yeah. like, okay, you need to get healthy there. You need to yep. get healthy there. If you get healthy, then you're going to accelerate your journey. It doesn't have to be 20 years. It, it can be seven years. Yeah. But if you don't understand it, you're like, yeah. I mean, I remember meeting someone in at Bethel at the school of prophets. They're like, hey, I've been going around this for 40 years. And I'm like, That's not a God issue. That's, you're not perceiving where the growth is. That's a good word. That's a good word. (laughs) So it's just like, that's why I do consulting. That's why I do schools. You know, I'm like, just find somebody that can help you point out. This is why I'm not getting hurt. You may may have the good heart. You might have a good word, but maybe you're not sensitive. You don't know how to handle leaders. You don't know how to manage yourself them. You know, your gift will bring them before Kings, but then what happens after they see your gift?
0: Yep. You know, I know even with my journey, uh, I received the call from God when I was about 17 years old. But then I went through a 10-year uh, journey. <laughs> <laughs> I went through a 10-year journey if it wasn't for Doug Addison. Actually, mm-hmm. I, Doug Addison had prophesied over me and he had given me his prophetic word about the office and said, you know, hey, you just came through a 10-year journey of rejection. The Lord said you've passed the test. Come on. Now, on so, no. you know, you go through those those testings. And, you know, it ha- I had to overcome rejection, but even now there's still more training and things yeah. you're overcoming. And, and so you're just, you're still growing your spiritual yeah. capacity.
2: Well, I think you can move into that place of office. It's like Samuel's word came to all Israel and yeah. Israel recognized him as a prophet. Well, historians say that was 22 years yeah. between his 12 year old encounter yeah. with the Lord. And when his word came to all Israel, yep. God let none of his words fall. So there was that training, so, like, there's 22 years there. Elisha served Elijah, some say, about seven years. Yeah. You know, and and then you look in historically, you know, through the Bible, anywhere between that, there's usually people are getting developed. They're not yeah. just moving right into the office where everyone's receiving them. And, yeah. and you know, for me, I, it has been about a 20-year journey. It's been wow. like 1997 yeah. when I, it's like, and it became intentional. The prophets started coming in yeah. my life until... You know, I mean, the last few years, probably four or five years, people started recognizing me as a prophet in our house, in our church. But you're finding like 15, 20 years for me. And now I'm like, that's not really that long compared to I'm 43. I still got a lot of time. I'm thankful because there's a lot of growth that I needed and we need it. We want to we want to get the growth. Well, we don't we don't need to just feel like, oh, I got to go and I need to do another 10 years time. You don't have to do another 10 years time. Yeah. If you can become receive, intentional. Yeah. That's why you're yeah. receiving, you know, receive from him, Matt, about the rejection he had to overcome. Yep. If, you know, if you got rejection, because for all of us, it could be different. You know, yeah. some, it may not be as strongly about rejection. may be more about fear. might be, you know, who knows what the different ones are yeah. that we need to get. Yeah. And God has it specifically for our training. You know, like Daniel, he's a prophet, but yeah. he's going into training on... The language of the Chaldeans. And, you know, yep. so his training is job skills yep. and, and tact. He uses tact to speak to the, yeah. you know. And so, like, the training is different for everyone. The main thing is figure out what has God called you to. Yeah. What are the prof- prophetic words saying that you are as yeah. a prophet? You're Like Jeremiah, you're
0: a prophet to the nations. Well, that's yep. going to give you specific focus to develop now. That's so good. You know. I know. I, even I, I was just even thinking you're talking You know, my training was not only rejection, but it was also uh, overcoming fear of man. Mm. And part of it I'm learning now is because some of the words that I'm having to give that I can't be afraid. I can't be like, I can't give this. You know, you have to be able to do that. You know, one of the things I love that you were saying too, and, and one of the things I like to teach is that, you know, uh, the role of a prophet wasn't was always to enforce a covenant. And that's mm-hmm. why you see different mm-hmm. roles. Old Testament, you know, they're enforcing the law. New Testament, they're enforcing the message of reconciliation. Come on. So sometimes some that. of those people who, you know, are still kind of maybe stuck in the Old Testament office. Mm-hmm. Uh there's that transition where you have to understand, like, hey, the, the 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 enforcing's different. In the Old Testament, they had the law. We didn't have Jesus. We didn't have the work of Christ. We didn't have the message of reconciliation. We had Examples of it, but it wasn't the fullness of it. And now we see in the New Testament uh you know the message of reconciliation. That's the, the covenant we enforce. I and love so that. prophets and prophecy looks way different. Yeah. So I, I love because you guys, you guys, uh, one of the things Keith is doing, they're they're laying this foundation in their uh, prophet school of learning where the prophets because your foundation is gonna determine your destiny. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure we have the right foundation. So I love what they're doing. And uh, we're going to give you some more information at the end of the show how you can get connected to Keith and also the uh, actually uh, emerging prophets. So that actual word "emerging" has become a real uh, now word right now. A lot of people mm-hmm. talk about emerging prophets. Um, I know you talked about it a little bit, but can you just give a real brief description what what it, what, what is an emerging profit? and then um, kind of how do you know if you if you're in that mm. season of emerging?
2: Yeah, well, I think it is, um, I mean, for me, emerging is you're just coming forth. You're not, mm. when you're an emerging, sometimes people don't know you're a prophet. Sometimes yeah. people don't. Okay. And that's it doesn't good. mean you're, you know, even now, it's like not everyone, because you, you're you're a prophet somewhere, not everywhere. So it's like, there's <laughs> say, still no, wait, places. Say
0: that again. That, that prophet, is good. You
2: got it. are a prophet somewhere, not everywhere. Yeah, that's good. Because there's a metron. Paul says, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm an apostle to the to the uh, Gentiles and Peter to the yep. Jews. yep. So there's a specific people group. It doesn't mean you can't cross over. It doesn't mean Paul's not ministering to the Jews. Most of the time when he's ministering to the Jews, he's getting he's getting his booty kicked. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm wondering, yeah. I'm like, was that him moving out of his Metron? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm just like, I think learning where is it God's assigned us to. Mm-hmm. But when we're emerging, we're not necessarily recognized. It's like, and God does it on purpose. It's like yeah. he keeps you in the hidden place, the That's secret true. place with him. He's developing you. Maybe there's little seasons where he sends you out and he develops your gift. So you get like, I've had like influencer season, like, you know, prophesying over this general of this army, prophesying over whoever it is. You go there, but then it kind of lifts. And then so you're like, hey, what happened to that? Because that's in the emerging season. It's like Joseph. He's developing his administration gift, his dream interpretation gift. But he's developing his purity character, you know, his sensitivity. So it's like in the emerging, so these things are being developed, but they're not going to be, you're, you're going to wonder how come the grace lifted in this or that because he's teaching you this. Like for me, it was like, okay, signs and wonders now it kind of lifts. Now it's over in prophetic, that lifts worship. He kind of moving you, he's training you in certain things he's That's developing good. in you. But when it gets here to the office, people start seeing, wow. Like David, David was a prophet, Mm. you know, David was king, you know, he was called at 15 anointed, but then it's 15 years. Um, Well, I I think it's like maybe 23 when Hebron, you know, and Judah receive him, but it was 30 before Israel receives him. So he's got like a 15 year journey, really, you know, and and he's emerging. So he's having to learn how to act like a king, act like a prophet. Yeah. When he has nobody else, when he's been running away, he's been hunted down. So yep. He's having to wrestle with fear still. He's having yep. to wrestle with fear. You know what? He takes out Goliath, side note, he takes out Goliath, but then he ends up living in Gath, which is where Goliath's hometown was. And actually begins to work for Goliath's commander, which was the, the king of Gath. So I'm like, he gets rid of fear in this big moment. But then That's so good, because man. he gets afraid of Saul, yeah. he jumps over in mm-hmm. um is serving (laughs) Goliath. So he's got like, that's the emerging of David. He's having to wrestle Mm. through fear. So when he becomes king, what's the first two things he has to do? He has two battles against the Philistines. He's got to get rid of that fear completely. And so they come back strong. And then it's like there's a solidifying of his kingship. So I think the emerging is like the development. People may not recognize you. David's already anointed king. He's got some people that recognize him, they're following yeah. him, but he does not have Israel, which that's is good. where he's called to be king. He was he was king. He was called to be prophet. What's the prophet side? I mean, prophet is he's going to establish the Ten yeah. of David. Yeah. And that's the side that lasted for thousands of years. Good. You know, still talking about it in Acts. Hey, we're going to restore
0: the Ten of David. So that was the
2: prophet in him, but that had that's to good. be developed. So. so,
0: hey, also real quick, uh, next question. I think this is just, I love uh, just everything you're sharing just right now. I feel like this uh, next thing I wanted to share with you kind of ask. So uh, it kind of leads to this question is I think sometimes people are maybe the model of the prophetic or prophet they have seen keeps them in fear because they don't um, uh, uh, connect with that model. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And so they don't fully develop or step to Mm -hmm. that call. One of the things that we've talked about it even before we start show, we we're talking about it is that there are different types of profit so mm-hmm. maybe the profit you've seen modeled that may not be your call mm-hmm. but can you just kind of maybe talk a little bit about that yeah. just to like how there's different profits you see in scripture but also <laughs> people we know we know we know we know yeah. writing profits we know aesthetic prophets we know, prophets, we know yeah. uh, breaker profits signs of wonder profits yeah. I mean there's just so many
2: well I remember uh, uh, one of my uh, one of the guys we had come speak he's got a great uh, signs and wonders gift a lot of glory and uh, glory gold dust all that kind of stuff yeah. I'm asking him I'm like hey what what are you what would you think of yourself in the fivefold evangelist prophet apostle teacher yeah. you know and he's like i don't I'm, I'm i've never been able to i don't think i'm any of them and i and I, it kind of stuck with me and i thought about it for 24 hours came back i'm like you're a prophet, and I was asking Dano about it. When I was talking with Dano. Do you think he's a prophet? Yeah, he's a prophet, but it's after more like the order of a of a Moses, a demonstration prophet, or an Ezekiel prophetic mm, acts that's kind cool. of prophet. So, and I told the guys, I think you're a prophet, and he got such revelation. He's like, I'd always disqualified myself because I didn't look like so and so, that yep. big preaching prophet, you know, yep. uh, big teaching. Because, and even personality wise. We, the prophets that we tend to receive are more like D personality, which are like dominant, driven, strong yeah. personality, male or female, they're, they're the strong. And, yeah. and, but so, but I'm look you look in scripture like Barnabas, son of encouragement, and you have Peter, you know, which I believe was a prophet, apostle, you know, that, you know, those are the two types. And I talk a lot about, or like, or you would say Peter or John. Like John, I believe, was a prophet too. You know, he was going up into heaven, having all these encounters. That's good. You know, and so it's like you have the John type; he's more lovey-dovey, he's more yeah. mercy-driven. His yeah. redemptive gift is mercy. Whereas the Peter, his redemptive gift is prophet, which is black and white, strong, injustice. You know, we want to run everything through. You know, the the finished work of the cross. That's good. So I believe every prophet, even in the new covenant, you know, even if they have, if they're a Peter. Yep. Style. If they're a John style, they need to be speaking the truth in love. That's good. You know, and so I, you know, our Peter guys, I'm always like, hey, you need to embrace some John in your heart. You need to have some mercy for people. You need to have some kindness for the John's types. The John needs to learn a little bit of that strength or else John moves into unsanctified mercy. Yeah. They sanction. That's where this an actual good. Jezebel would come in. Wow. A Jezebel, I think, and it could be. Uh, and I think in California, we're wrestling with that right now. We have a strong mercy side to our state. And I think, I think California is a prophet. This state. is
0: so good. You need less. This is so good. Right but now. it's
2: like, it's the unsanctified mercy. It's, it's the unhealthy use of that yeah. gift. It's any redemptive gift. Like Romans 12 talks about gift of mercy, gift of leadership, yeah. gift of profit, like mercy. If it's not ruled correctly, it's sanctioning what God is not sanctioning. It's validating what, you know, it's. I, I'm always I'm yep. always talking, and, you know. God loves everybody, but He set up a standard, and it never going to change. Yep. The Peter is going to be prone more to the yeah. standard. The John is going to be yeah. prone more to the love. Yep. But I'm like, you know, we need the truth and love. Yep. So we have to learn to embody both of those things.
0: That's good because I was even this week I was uh, teaching in the school here at the mission. And that's one of the things I was talking about was that you know we need love and truth. You know, love. Uh, covers, mm-hmm. So it's like a bubble it allows us to step in and be transformed, but it's truth that really transforms us. Mm-hmm. And so we need both. I mean, love, it, it, it almost puts that protection around us mm-hmm. for us to step in to really discover the fullness of who we created us to be. But if we don't have truth with that, we you know there's not the full transformation because truth sets free, but also it begins to affect and renew our mind. Mm-hmm. And so there's this, I love what you were saying too. We talked about it. How right now you see a need for uh, John the Beloved mm-hmm. and John the Baptist. Can, you, can mm-hmm. you touch
2: on that? Yeah, well, I definitely um, went through a season where um, the Lord let me taste of the John the Baptist anointing, okay. and it, I was, I was. Um, I was doing a study on prophets, and so I I was tasting—I looked at John the Baptist, and I'm like, oh, he's a revivalist prophet like Steve Hill. Steve Hill was a, um, you know, like we would—maybe people would call him the evangelist, but I think he was a prophet evangelist of the mm. Browns Revival. There was yeah. m- millions of people that came through that, Pensacola, Florida in so early 1990. So I'm studying, I'm, and, and Steve died uh, a couple years ago, so I'm actually watching his funeral— because I'm standing up on John the Baptist. He's a revivalist, probably go to Steve Hill. I get hit with that anointing as I'm watching. I'm like, oh my word, I'm burning with the fire of God, with the passion for purity, with all that. It just activates and I've always had it, but it activated it. And so I go that next day to church on Sunday. I I share a little something and Heather's like, you need to take this to the prayer room and invite people to come. Mm -hmm. So we ended up doing like 40 days in the prayer room and we were inviting people to come. In the first 20 days, it was like John the um, John the Baptist. I mean, I was just burning weed it pure to God, shunned the Holy Ghost. We gotta see a change in uh, California. Yeah. But you know what? I started finding out that I was starting to lose love for people. When you mm-hmm. only have that fire and that justice piece, you're you I mean, like I've, i I learned like Zachariah says, you know, extend true justice, extend mercy. So Sounds I've learned good. like kingdom justice is mercy, but if you're if you're looking at this is wrong. There's, you know, California is trying to pass a law that's against biblical yeah. precedents. You start going, this is wrong. This is wrong. And then what happens is you start sneaking over into, yeah. I can't stand that person that's validating the law. Yeah. So after about, you know, f- you know some days, the Lord's like, I need yeah. to introduce you to another prophet. I need to introduce you to John the Beloved. Yeah. And so I got this revelation that John was a prophet. Yeah. And I'm all, oh, my word, you love us. You love everybody. And I'm getting tasting the John the Beloved anointing. Oh, I'm loved by Jesus. And I'm just in this lovey dovey. And so he kind of jumps me over to that anointing for some days. And then he says, I want both of those in the yeah. in you. Yeah. John the Beloved, John the Baptist. Yeah. And it, it was the you know, truth in love. Learn to hold both of those. <laughs> and so even lately, we were doing a prophetic act with our emerging prophets, and it was over in California, just, just last Saturday and we were praying and the Lord was honing in on the homosexual community and we were just loving them in the spirit. We were praying, we're prophesying over California and we were praying. It was great. I love you. I receive you. You know, we accept you. And God was doing all this stuff in our hearts, you know, uh, because we are on the new covenant, like you said, reconciliation, drawing people in. And then later on that day, I, I, someone sent me that, you know, the bill that's getting passed, that's going to make it illegal to speak against, um, homosexuality get paid to do it yeah can't cancel people yeah counsel people and it actually could affect people using the bible yeah. it could affect the word and of course i'm getting super upset yeah i'm just like yeah. oh yeah. my yeah. jesus this yeah. is not right yeah. we had talked about yeah, we this talked about it yeah. i didn't sleep well that night no, I, didn't I, 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 <laughs> I was really bothered and i think that's right yeah. but the next day i'm like okay i got to find a little john the beloved again yeah because now I'm like losing love. Yeah. But you're trying to hold both. I'm like I'm I'm watching the guys that are advocating the the law that's going to make it illegal. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, Lord, I love them. There's something in their heart that's broken. They're they're the lost. This yeah. is what lost people do. Yeah. They don't know your standard. Yeah. They've got hurt. They've got hurt. Yeah. By, you know. But you're trying to hold both of those, and yeah. it, it's a challenge for me. Yeah. I, I gotta I gotta work. Well, when I start losing love, I pull here when, you know, yeah. like I said, but I go places a lot of times and I'm releasing that standard of this is still the word of God. Yeah. This is still truth. Yeah. You can't be walking in sin. You can't yeah. be in immorality. Yeah. You can do a grace. And people do leave the church. I was in, you know, church. And a bunch of people left the church after I said it because they're they embracing a lot of homosexuals. And I love that. But I but now they're just getting them free. Now they're starting yeah. to get them free because I'm like, yes, we want them here. But there's still this. This is yeah. still where
0: God said it. The bound, cool. boundary leads me to my last question uh, uh on this show we love discovery it's a journey so we like asking questions and sometimes they're a little controversy uh with these questions uh one of the things that we both do is uh we do prophetic consulting and sometimes you know what prophetic consulting we have a good friend uh who had put a post up a while mm-hmm. back and there are some <laughs> things that were stirred up uh this is actually going to lead me though into a resource that you have i want to talk about but um so for prophetic consulting, we are consulting, you know, leaders, uh, I know of government officials, entrepreneurs, different, different people outside, maybe the church context. We even do some with church leaders. Uh, what do you say to those who say, well, you know, uh, was that are we, you know having people buy a prophetic word. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? I know it's going to be a little controversial, yeah. but I like asking these questions because I, I think we will never find the right answers if we don't ask the right questions.
2: Yeah. Well, I like that. I think we had this conversation a couple weeks ago yeah. and you were you were saying one of your mentors had said, you know, do you charge for this? Yep. Is is this your gift? Is this your job? Yeah. If yep. it's your job, you should charge for it. Yeah. I think the biggest reason why we have a hard time with... Um, charging for the prophetic or prophetic consulting is because we have a sacred secular myth. And so we've sacredized the prophetic church preaching. We've yeah. secularized business, making yeah. money. And and so, yeah, over here make money, sure, make it all. Over here, no, it's all got to be free. Yep. And in reality, it's in the kingdom and even in the Jewish culture, it was holistic. Yes. There yes. there was never a separate So even in the Old Testament, you would bring a gift to the prophet. You wouldn't yeah. come in
0: Yeah.
2: Elisha said, you know, to Gehazi, who went and got some food, you know, or got some uh, clothes and some money from uh, namath you know yeah he says is this the time to accept land yeah. and vineyards and stuff yeah so there is a time for it. there's yeah. a time not yeah there there can be a time where i i know clearly i'm not supposed yeah. to charge for it, but i do yeah. charge i charge for about everything i do because yeah. you know why it's my living it's how yeah i i feel like you know the model for how we viewed prophets in the past is like they should have lived like in somebody like elijah in somebody's little back room yeah. like the widow i'm like you know what i've done that for years i've, I've grown up in the church i've been a pastor. I've lived off the gifts and the, the mm-hmm. spontaneous gifts that people give 10,000 bucks here, or this or that. Yeah. And I'm thankful, but actually there's a lot of worry and fear attached to it. Yeah. And so I started going, you know what? There is another way yeah. in around profit. And, you know, a consultant can come in and they can, you know, a regular consultant, maybe they're not a believer, yeah. but they have an intuitive ability yeah. and insight yep. to see where people are at, where they should be. Yeah. And, and some of them charge a million bucks. Some of the good ones that come in, they fly and they charge a million bucks. I'm like, you know what? I got the same thing, That's but good, I just define it as the prophetic. Yeah. But I consult. I see yeah. where they're at, where they yep. should be. I've helped businesses, and I'm sure you have. Yeah. They, you know, they have a lid you know, or Stop. a business person. Yep. You give them a, an hour conversation and you yep. unhook something. Yep. Sometimes it's even a relational thing. And all yep. of a sudden, their business is the most they've ever had. Yep. They go through the roof. And so I'm like... <clears throat> Oh, but, but I can't charge a million bucks, you know, because people are going to say it, but I, I, I do charge, I guess. Cause I'm like, this is my life. Mm-hmm. I think we can, we can see if we have the sacred secular yeah. myth in us because it's like, we won't give someone money if they're going on a vacation. Yeah. We'll only give some money if they're going to feed the poor. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, you know, like what do you think a person that's a prophet? Yeah. Do you think what, what could they use more? They could use a vacation. Yeah. You could use a vacation. I mean, I think there's this myth. It's like we have that makes it really hard for us. So I don't dance around this issue. I charge for all my schools. I want that. They need to pay. Yeah. It's for their breakthrough. The Lord told me years. I mean, years ago when I started the schools, he's like, why do they need to pay for the school? A, it's, it's, it helps me and it helps the emerging province that are running the schools to be able to focus on that and not have to have another job all the time. They can actually get the province healthy, but it's also, it's like.
0: They need to find breakthrough finances. So finances is a big part of their breakthrough. I know. I, I like to say it this way too. It's like for whatever reason in Christianity, what we don't need, we're willing to pay a lot for. Mm-hmm. What we do need, we want for free. Yeah. And it's like so so like we, we we want to go to a conference and 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 there's a need there and and you know there's something gonna we're gonna learn but we want it for we complain about the price yeah but then we'll go and spend a ton of money. On and uh, you know on wow. you know a car or or, or something where uh, you know where we're at three cars or you know yeah. it's like we we it's just it's backwards thinking it's yeah. just, it doesn't make sense and I know for just clear for some of those who uh, may not know about the prophetic consulting. Um, it's it's a lot different than just going. Say you we're, we're ministering uh, the New Testament gift of prophecy of encouragement, consoling drawing people near to God at an altar mm-hmm. because we're not just giving yeah. prophetic words we're <coughs> giving strategies and 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 uh, breakthrough unlocking so it's more than just a hey it's a word yeah just a word yeah. and so I, I don't think people know that and so yeah. I have to constantly tell them like, no this is more than, yeah. than just that but it yeah. leads me to, uh, I want to share about a new resource you just came out with, which I think is going to be a blessing to the body and kind of even help with this. So I know you have it right here. You want to talk about this real quick?
2: Yeah. Unlocking an abundant mindset. This is my journey out of poverty. (laughs) I'm a third generation pastor. Come on. And so I've had a lot of of poverty to have to get rid of. I mean, I I think for me, I came to the mission and the mission was really where it started exposing it in my own life. It's like I, the Lord says, I want to bless you, Keith, but you see me as a poor king. You're inhibiting my blessing. And he wow. took me through. It was like, I could give you a nice furniture in your whole house, but you don't see that as valid. Yeah. You know, you're, you're kind of like, you want someone to give it to you, but you don't really actually think. That's good. He wants to give it. That's good. Even do your job, even make enough yeah. money where you yeah. can actually get the kind of. Yep. So he kind of started me on this journey. I mean, even like a couple of weeks ago, I'm, I'm seeing this check come down from the spirit around like $15,000. And I was thinking through, I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord, for 15,000 bucks. And thank you for the gift of 15,000 bucks. And I was, and I started, I checked myself. I was like, you know what? Actually, a business person would say, oh, $15,000, you know, you see something in the spirit. You're like, oh, Lord, thank you, Father. You're going to give me three jobs, 5,000 each. And um, so I'm like... Wow. You're, you're moving out of that poverty spirit where you're starting to find I am a resource I have something to offer it's worth my weight and actually the Lord brought 15,000 bucks in for me the last couple of weeks through a couple of variety of things you know Come what I, I was just doing an interview right in here with my business friend and um, I shared that testimony that day he made 15,000 bucks wow. And so I'm like, I think there's something on it to catch. Yeah. But it's like, so, I mean, I've been on this journey, you know, this book's called Unlocking an Abundant Minds. You can find it on Amazon or my website, which is um, EmergingProfits.com. But it's, you know, this is, you know, one of the root of poverty is a lack of value. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I think the Lord had to start upping my value. You know, you can't minister to influencers if you think you're not one. Yeah. And that's a poverty mindset. And then, so, I mean, I even started declaring over myself. I stand amongst kings and, and governors so and good. business guys, apostles and prophets together. We set the course of history. Within a month, I started to see myself that way. And just, you know, barely. Wow. Then I met my first national leader. The Lord gave me this, wow. took me on this little prophetic thing in a nation. i met him, prophesied over him, invited me into the, his house with a bunch of influencers. They're all giving me money. It's a whole different world. Wow. And I don't, I'm like, I don't know how to handle this. You know, and how to stay clean. Yeah. You know, you're poor. They're rich. Yeah. You're going through all this stuff and you're going through this journey. Get my book because I talk about it in there. But it's like I had to start seeing myself because whenever you're seeing them on a pedestal, you're going to sabotage the relationship. Yeah. You're going to just want their money. You're going to like think and judge them. And so I had to start shifting my mindset. I carry something that's needed. That's good. We stand on. They have something that I need. I have something they need. But in my journey, it's like it's not just like oh, thank you Lord for the gifts. Okay. I actually started saying I need to start learning how to be a business guy myself. That's good. I need to catch the anointing. That's good. And that's a part about abundance, and that's what this is about. Kind of finding out where your where you can multiply something. That's good. It's it's inside of you. It's knowing who you are that's is good. is the first starting point for that. And then seeing He is that you know He's He's a rich king man. Wow. He, he's
0: He's got so much for us. So. I have so many more questions. We'll have to do another episode. Come on! But uh, I thank you so much for joining us, thank the show you. today, it's and, been great. and um, I'm excited. Can't wait till this gets out and uh, get some questions. And so, how can people find out more about what you're doing and who you are? Social media, website. Can you just go yeah. ahead and give people? Just
2: you know, Keith Ferrante. You can go to my fan page um, or EmergingProfits.com. And there, there's a lot of information on the online schools, even running a school in your area. Come on. Getting out of my master class, getting a yes. consultation with me or another profit. You know, all of that is right there on EmergingProfits.com. Come on. And it'll, EmergingProfits.com will help you figure out the facebook page i have like an all things prophetic facebook page yeah, group which I love. so there's a lot of stuff on there and you know yeah. thanks for having me oh i this. love it
0: and appreciate so it. the cool thing about it here at uh, the mission church in Vacaville, we've actually uh, built something called prophetic company and uh, we have a group of prophets that are coming together and uh keith's one of them i'm one of them and so oh. it's been so funny and just so amazing because we're seeing this prophetic synergy that's happening and even some amazing encounters. We'll have to talk about that on another show. But hey, I want to say thank you for joining us today. Love you guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Keith Ferrante. Thank you again for listening to the Matt and Dez Experience. If this podcast has enriched your life, make sure to subscribe and would you share this podcast with a friend or family member as it will help to extend our reach. Thank you for listening to today's show. Until next time, this is Matt Gonzalez. And this is Desiree Gonzalez. We are out. Be blessed. Kicking that outro.